Thanks for listening to Parkview on the Go. No matter where you're from, what your story is, or where you are on your spiritual journey, you belong here and we want to help you take a step toward God. If at any point along the way you feel like you want to have a conversation about faith, life, and where God might be leading you next, you can let us know at parkviewchurch.com slash next steps. That's parkviewchurch.com slash next steps. We hope this content encourages you to continue becoming the person God created you to be. Enjoy the service. After high school, I'm going to play football at Notre Dame. <laughs> You're going to play football at Notre Dame? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to buy a mansion on Lakeshore Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rudiker, would you be interested in joining us? You see, ladies and gentlemen, the problem with dreamers is they usually are not doers. Their achievements are grand up here, but here, where it counts, they fall short. Hey, someday I'm going to come out of that tunnel and I'm going to run onto this field. Well, it ain't going to be this day. We're going to get him on the run. We're going to go, 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 Well, I never played high school football, but I did watch the games from the stands because I was in the marching band. And then again, no matter what, our football team was terrible. No offense to the hardworking Spartan players, classes 98 to 02, but that didn't stop me from wishing I had played high school football. The deepest I ever got into football was with my dad in the yard. He did that classic dad thing. Any of you dads out there, you might've done this with your kids. Maybe you're doing this now. And, and he draws a play out on the hand right in the backyard to be like, so I'm here, you're here, right? Mom's garden is right here. And then the tree's right here. And then there's like a bush right here and a slide right there. And I want you to hook past here. I want you to slide past there, snake around there. Don't go in the garden and I'm gonna hit you right there. And I'm like, like looking at like, uh, he's like, just run, I'll throw you the ball. <laughs> I always saw myself hooking left and catching it perfectly, but that rarely ever happened. So I took a play in the guitar, graduated high school, got myself a DVD player, and now I get to live the football experience through great movies like Remember the Titans and The Blind Side and the classic Waterboy. And that's what I call high quality eight tools. But today, today we're going to be looking at Rudy based on the true life story of a man named Rudy Rudiger who's got some big dreams. Now, somewhere in between the Goonies and Lord of the Rings, our guy Sean Astin plays Rudy, a scrappy kid with a dream that no one believes in but him. Rudy's high school teacher even tells him the problem with dreamers is that they aren't doers. But Rudy's story isn't just one of dreams, it's of action. And that's what makes it so powerful. It's powerful because Rudy is not only very aware of where he is, but where he wants to be. So let's go back to that sketch of the play in the backyard, right? You're here, but you want to get there. Some people, well, in life, we would call that hope. Where is that there for you? 
Is it a personal goal? Something you want to shift in your relationships, in your work, your school life? Because I don't want you to wait for the end to think about how you're going to apply this to your life. I want you to have your sights set on this thing all the way through. Because I need you to lock in on it. Because otherwise, this story may not be able to inspire your story the way that I believe it could. If Rudy were to sketch out his play in life on the palm of his hand, it would start somewhere in the yard, battling it out in the snow with his brothers, and it would end up somewhere here, (laughs) playing for Notre Dame. But just because he can see it doesn't mean there aren't obstacles. The reality is that often to reach a dream God's given you, you have to push through a path full of pain and difficulty. And Rudy's life is full of just that. He grows up in a blue collar family where everyone's path is working at a local steel factory. And although Rudy dreams bigger, everyone laughs us off and they think he's crazy. That's because Rudy doesn't have much athletic or academic ability. So after high school, without the grades to get into college, he starts to lose hope. Like everybody else in town, he goes to work at the steel factory. And he's having been told by his parents, his teachers, and even his brother to let go of his dream. It's only Rudy's best friend, Pete, who believes in him. I love Pete. In fact, during a lunch break at the factory, Pete gives Rudy a special birthday gift, a Notre Dame varsity jacket he found at a secondhand store. And then Pete tells Rudy to never give up on his dreams because, I love this line, having dreams is what makes life tolerable. But then, in a freak accident at the factory, the only person who believed in Rudy, his best friend Pete, is taken away. And Rudy is faced with the decision we'd all face in a moment of pain like that. Will he become bitter and give up or allow it to make him better and keep his dreams alive? What are you doing here? You can take a couple of weeks off. (sighs) Chasing a stupid dream causes nothing but you and everyone around you heartache. Notre Dame is for rich kids, smart kids, great athletes. It's not for us. You're a Rudiger. There's nothing in the world wrong with being a Rudiger. You can have a nice life. Frank is going to take over plan number two. 
A couple years. You make more than me and Johnny. You know he's in charge of the expansion program. I don't want to be Frank or John. See somebody about going to school here? Now? The admissions office doesn't open for another couple of hours yet. Well, there's got to be somebody I can talk to now. Please. Well, you could always talk to a priest. Maybe that's what you need, son. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. Mr. Rudiger? Rudy. Father Kevin. Uh, how long have you uh, thought about this decision? For as long as I can remember. I used to watch Notre Dame football. Have you uh, taken the proper steps, investigated the process? Yes. I have more to are learn, you, but... Are you fully aware of the sacrifices you're going to have to make? I am. I'll do whatever it takes. What brought you here today? I just came from my best friend's funeral. He said that... Of course. What do you mean, of course? Well, son, it's very common for people suffering a crisis to seek escape into the cloth. We usually recommend a grieving or a cooling escape off Escape into the cloth? That's just an expression that we use to describe people who are running away from emotional or psychological pain by, by choosing priesthood. You think I want to become a priest? Don't you? <laughs> Nothing against being a priest, Father, but I don't think it's for me. Why are you here? I want to go to school at Notre Dame. <laughs> well, have you applied? No, my grades have never been very good, even though I tried. But I'll try harder. I'll study 20 hours a day if I have to. This university, it's not for everybody. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to go to school here. And ever since I was a kid, everyone said it, it couldn't be done. My whole life, people have been telling me what I could do and couldn't do. I've always listened to them, believed in what they said. I don't want to do that anymore. Okay, Mr. Rudy. Here's a deal. Holy Cross Junior College is nearby. I can get you one semester there. You make grades, you get another semester. Then maybe with a high enough GPA, you might have a chance of getting into Notre Dame. We all love Rudy's perseverance, but it didn't come easy. There are a lot of pressures pushing back against Rudy and his dreams. He's small, he's not very smart, he doesn't have very much money, and he's got no raw athletic talent. And to top it all off, he just lost his best friend, who was the only one who believed in his dreams. But did he let that stop him? Did you know that the root word for suffering in the Bible is pressure or the pressing together? And over and over in more than one place in the Bible, we see the connection being made from suffering or pressure to perseverance. 
The Bible lays out a formula that says in order to get this, you need this in the mix. You wanna get perseverance, endurance, you wanna push through when times are tough, you're probably gonna experience some suffering, but that's okay because it doesn't end there. Romans 5 says it this way, it says, we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. I love that. Our perseverance isn't for perseverance's sake. The payoff is that we build character, which in this passage means experience. And that experience gives us what? Hope. In Romans 5, hope literally means confidence. In, in who? In me? No, in Jesus. The pressure, the pressing in your life will bring an endurance you can't get any other way. Oh, and bonus, you'll not only build character, but confidence and hope along the way. I wanna be on that plan. You know anyone in your life who lives that way? Are you living like that? If you haven't found this principle to be true in your life, maybe you've given up too soon on some things, made the call too early. James 1 says this, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If you're in a trial, let me encourage you to not walk away, but to walk through it confidently. Not confident in yourself, confident in the hope you have in Jesus. So many of us give up too soon and don't let perseverance finish its work. And persevering wasn't gonna finish its work until Rudy was playing here at the University of Notre Dame. Rudy didn't just wait by the window and hope, nor did he run away from the pain. In fact, he ran toward it. He worked tirelessly at the junior college, doing whatever it took, developing that perseverance muscle. He even becomes a groundskeeper at Notre Dame just to be nearer to his dream. And he got to work, all the while building character. And it went in him, it was building this experience. He's not just talking about doing something, he's actually doing it. And even when his application to Notre Dame is rejected again and again and again, he perseveres and he never gives up. Let me tell it to you as clean as I can. We have 95 players here, so accomplished as athletes in high school, we gave them four scholarships to the best football program in the country. NCAA regulations allow us to dress just 60 for home games, which means at least 35 scholarship players are going to be watching the games from the stands. So if any of you has any fantasies about running out of that stadium tunnel with your gold helmet shining in the sun, best leave them right here. Of you 15 dreamers out there, maybe we'll keep one or two. 
Whoever is still standing at the end, maybe we'll use for our scout teams. You'll be running the opposition's plays week in and week out. The greatest value to us is we don't care whether you get hurt. Our first teams are going to pound on you like you're the worst enemies. Like what you hear so far? Any of you want to run home to Mama? Now's your chance. Joe? It's all yours. Well, don't just stand there trying to think. Let's hit those ropes. Come on, move it! Move it! gets me every time watching those scenes and getting pummeled. Be careful what you ask for, right? There's an old African proverb that says the problem with finding ivory is that there's always an elephant attached to it, or in Rudy's case, a 275 pound sweaty linebacker. <laughs> Rudy gets accepted to Notre Dame through sheer effort, drive, and determination, but then he gets a position on the practice team and essentially becomes a tackling dummy for the first team squad. And day after day, he's getting pounded and kicked and thrown down and beat up in practice. And all the while, he's waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for just one shot, just one time to actually put on that Notre Dame jersey for one game before he graduates. Let's be honest. The one thing that's universally true about all of us, and I know it is true of me, is that we all hate to wait. The fact is, many of you may be in a season of waiting right now, aren't you? And for the most part, the dream, that dream, that thing you're waiting for, it's not to play a sport, but... Back to where we started, do you remember what your there was? Can you see it? Maybe it's just to go on one date with someone who doesn't seem like a loser. Maybe it's to rekindle romance in your marriage or to finally get a promotion. Maybe it's to see your kids turn from a path that you know is destructive. <laughs> it could be your business. You're just trying to keep your character and everyone else around you seems to be cutting corners and getting ahead. Maybe it's your faith. You come to church alone and you've been waiting so long for your family to join you, but the waiting is hard. Not only do we not like to wait, but when we wait, most of us, we start to get antsy and we're like toddlers in a chair that they're sick of sitting in. We're wiggling all around, trying to find a way out. Rudy even gets there a bit. How long do I have to wait, he says. How long do I have to grind it out day after day after day? 
Rudy even goes to the priest again and goes, maybe I haven't prayed enough. This would have been a really interesting time for the priest to say, go read Isaiah 40, kid. If he had, he would have read something like this. Why do you complain, Jacob, Rudy? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Thank God Isaiah 40 doesn't end there, but that's where it parks for a lot of us because we often feel overlooked. For all the time we've put in, all the pressing, perseverance, character building we've gone through, we all hit a breaking point and we throw our hands up. And Rudy does that too. He's sick of waiting, gets antsy. And so he decides to quit the team on the last game of his last year because he didn't make the cut to dress for the game. And having given up on his dreams, he heads to the stadium for one last look. But as chance would have it, an unlikely character, the head groundskeeper, intervenes. Hey, 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 hey. What you doing here? Don't you have practice? Not anymore. I quit. Oh. Well, since when are you the quitting kind? I don't know. I just don't see the point anymore. So you didn't make the dress list? There are greater tragedies in the world. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad to prove to everyone prove that I worked. what? That I was somebody. Oh, you are so full of crap. You're five feet nothing, a hundred and nothing, and you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land for two years. And you're also gonna walk out of here with a degree from the University of Notre Dame. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't gonna never happen. Now go on back. I'm sorry I never got you to see your first game in here. Hell, I've seen too many games in this stadium. I thought you said you never saw a I've game. I've never seen a game from the stands. You were a player? I rode the bench for two years. Thought I wasn't being played because of my color. I got filled up with a lot of attitude. So I quit. Still not a week goes by, I don't regret it. And I guarantee a week won't go by in your life. You won't regret walking out, letting them get the best of you. You hear me clear enough?
come in. I want Rudy to dress in my place, coach. He deserves it. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Georgia Tech is one of the top offensive teams in the country. You're an All-American, and our captain act like it. I believe I am. Me too, Coach. I want Rudy to dress in my place. This is the real thing. I'm going to be on the sidelines in uniform. I love that scene. It's as if fortune is cueing him back to Isaiah 40 again. Had Rudy finished it, he would have seen something like this. He would have read this. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. All of Rudy's life. The pressing, the suffering into perseverance, endurance, building character in him, and finally hope. That's where it's all going. God is saying to us, I know you're gonna try and I know you're gonna fall. That's part of the deal. But if you would just hope in me, look what I could do. Remember, the biblical meaning of hope here is confidence. It's confidence. I've read Isaiah 40 more times than I can count, more times than any other part of the Bible. But it wasn't until I sat down to prepare this message that it hit me right in the chest. It hit me what it meant to soar. They will soar on wings like eagles. See, I always thought that the eagle soaring thing was about how powerful and majestic they are. They have big, powerful wings. And so if I'm gonna be that person I always wanna be, I gotta muscle up, I gotta go hard. And that's true only to a point. Because here's the breakthrough I had. Eagles can only soar when they're lifted by a force more powerful than their own. Soaring is what happens when the powerful invisible air currents lift them up, way, way up and they fly farther, faster, and longer when they soar. The only way to have true hope in this life, true confidence, is when you and I were lifted up, not just by our own merit, but by a force bigger than ourselves. Take a look. Rudy! You ready, champ? I've been ready for this my whole life. Then you take us out on the
My guess is that regardless of where you find yourself in life today, there is at least one area in your life where God is calling you not to give up. Do you know what it is? I know you know where you are now. Where do you wanna be? Even though this next season may hold some surprises, and I'm sure already as you're looking from here through the end of the year, there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of things you're really not sure what's gonna happen. And there might be some pressing, some pushing, and you're gonna have to persevere and endure through. But what if you and I today, what if we just decided today that we're gonna be the kind of people who are gonna persevere and endure so that we have confidence and hope in Jesus. And here's how we're gonna do it. I'm just gonna break it down really simple for you today. It's gonna be two a days, like a football thing, right? Okay, two minutes, two things, two times a day, and here it is. I want you to take some time in your life, in your days for prayer. And it can be as simple as this. You give two minutes of your day and two things in that prayer time, this is what you can do. You can say, God, this is my good. This is a good thing. This is what I'm thankful for. And God, this is my challenge. You do that twice a day. Once when you wake up, once when you go to bed. You could set a timer on your phone. It's super easy. You could do it right now. You don't even have to wait for me to stop talking. You can make this thing happen because here's what I know. If we can't redirect our attention and get some wind and get some lift, we will never soar. And the circumstances of our world will continue to drag us down to places we don't want to be. And number two, this is a really big one. For many of you out there, you need to get connected. There is no way Rudy could have made it to where he did without people speaking into his life. You and I, it's so easy for us to get lost in a drift in life. And as we start to get disconnected and we get isolated, we start to live in our own echo chamber. We start to take our own advice and hear the same loop over and over and over again. What if you just took the chance today to get out of that crazy loop and open yourself up? There are opportunities all around this church to get in a group, to get connected, to even just talk to somebody. Would you take that step to do that today? I never really did figure out how to play football well. (laughs) I could throw-ish, I can catch-ish. But here's what I did learn from playing with my dad in the yard for all those years. No matter how simple or how complicated the action in life, no matter the play, I'll never lock in and catch it if I'm looking around at all the other obstacles. My eyes go first and my feet will follow. For some of you today, you really need to take your eyes off all the obstacles that surround you, all the reasons that it won't work and fix them on the one who can help you get up, over, around, and through whatever comes your way. Will it hurt? Yeah, it's gonna hurt sometimes. Will it take longer than you would hope? Yes, it might, but will it radically change you forever? You bet it will. That's not blind optimism, that's the hope, that's the confidence that comes from putting your trust in Jesus to help you get from here to here. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for the chance to pause all the crazy in our lives and remember where our hope comes from. God, would you give us that spark today? Would you light a fire in us today about that thing of which we are not supposed to give up on and send us out renewed in your strength so that we can not just walk, not just run, but we could soar. We commit this all in the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Thanks again for listening. Like I mentioned before, we would love to hear from you. 
And if you want to talk with our team about taking your next step toward God, visit parkviewchurch.com slash next steps to let us know. Now may the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. See you next time.